The message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. All right, let's get into the Word of God. We're looking at the scepter. And we've said, turn your Bibles quickly, quickly to, uh, with me to the book of 1 John chapter 4 and verse 17. That's our theme for scepter. 1 John chapter 4 and verse 17. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Can we read one to go? Hearing is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because what? As he is, so are we in this world. As he is, so are we in this world. So we said... The way to describe the believer is to look at Christ because Christ is actually the source of the believer. You cannot have any definition, all right, any description about the man in Christ without um, Christ being the foundation of that description. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5 17, he said, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? A new creation. If any man be in Christ, in Christ, that expression. In Christ speaks of a union. It speaks of oneness. In fact, the expression in Christ, you can even call it baptism into Christ. If you look at Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. It says what? Baptizing them well in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe. Now, the word baptizing there in Matthew 28, 18 is from the Greek word baptizo. What does baptizo mean? Baptizo means to immerse. It means to what? Immerse. It means to what? Submerge. So when you are talking about immersion and submersion, what you are talking about, it means, for example, if I took... Um, how many of you have ever submerged a piece of bread in some good bowl of beans? How many of you have ever done that? How many of you have ever done that? You've submerged. So what you did was this. You put the piece of bread... And you submerge it into the beans to the point that we couldn't see, depending on how big the bowl was, glory to God, we couldn't see the bread because the bread, all right, was lost in the beans. Glory to God. Glory to God. All right. So when we're talking about baptism, we're talking about an immersion. So when we talk about the man being baptized into Jesus Christ, we are saying that that man has become one with Christ. Hallelujah. All right, Galatians chapter 3, 27, the Bible says, He that has been baptized into Jesus Christ has what? Put on Christ. All right, think, all right, put on Christ. So you put on Christ, you are in Christ, Christ is in you the moment you believe the gospel. You are a new creation. You are not the person you used to be. Therefore, the description of your personality, the description of your identity is Christ. Praise God. Tell Lord, I'm in Christ. Lord, I am in Christ. Christ is in me. I know who I am by looking at who Christ is. Say it again. I know who I am by looking at who Christ is. Yes, because if you are in Christ, all that he is, you are. Glory to God. All that he is, you are. All that he has, you have. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. So the description of our identity in Christ is actually predicated on two words in Christ. In Christ. So you find when we are talking about our forgiveness, our forgiveness is not based on our performance. Our forgiveness is based on in Christ. So it's forgiveness in Christ. If forgiveness is in Christ, therefore I'm forgiven. So that's why in Colossians chapter number um, 1 verse 7, then you have um, so Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7 and Colossians chapter 1 verse 14. He says, in whom we have what? Redemption. Through his blood, even the what? The forgiveness of sins. Why? Because forgiveness is in him. So if you are in him, forgiveness is yours. Glory to God. Glory to God. So your, the description of who you are and what you possess is a function of what is present in him. Hallelujah. What is not present in him is not present in you. What is present in him is present in you. Say it with me. What is present in Christ is present in me. What is not present in Christ is not present in me. Praise the Lord. 
So you want to know who you are, you look at Jesus. Now look at Ephesians chapter number 2. Don't worry, we are going deeper to deal. This one is just um, Purilim. Praise God. Now Ephesians chapter number 2 and verse 5 into 8. Oh, we had a wonderful service this morning. I was not even planning to have a power service. I just finished teaching and after teaching, the power of God fell. Praise the Lord. I was teaching on angels. Oh boy, I don't think I can start teaching some of those things here. It's too, let me just say, it's not yet time. Praise God. Not yet time. We will get to that part in the syllabus. Ephesians 2 and verse 5. Now, you will notice something that whenever the Bible talks about Jesus and us, it always talks about it as a union. You will notice that in Romans chapter 6, and you notice that in Ephesians 2. I want us to see this. Praise God. Let's have verse 4. He said, But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he what? He loved us. Verse 5. Everybody, I, I want you to notice, and I want us to read together. He says what? Even when we were what? Dead in sins. At what? Quickened us together with who? He had quickened us together with who? Together with Christ. By grace he are saved. So that means when Jesus rose from the dead, God raised you from the dead with Christ. Are you following? Because your identification is rooted in Christ. So when we teach, for example, that a believer cannot go to hell, the reason is simple. Because there is no hell in Christ. Christ went to hell once. Never to go again. So when Jesus died, hallelujah, and his soul descended into hell, you went to hell in Christ. Are you, are you listening? You went, to Christ, you went to hell in Christ in, in Acts of Apostles chapter 2. Peter, explaining this, says that the psalmist was prophesying and said, That will not leave my soul in hell, neither will I suffer thy only one to see what? Corruption. So he is saying that God had promised, all right, in the Psalms, that the Messiah's soul will not be left in hell. If his soul is not left in hell, it means his soul went there. Praise the Lord. And when he went, I went. Because when Jesus went to hell, Jesus went as me. Hallelujah. When he was hung on the cross, Jesus hung on the cross for me and as me. So as he is, so I am. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So when he died, I died. Romans chapter 6. When Jesus was buried, I was buried. When he rose from the dead, I rose from the dead. When he went to hell, I went to hell. So why am I not going to hell? Well, I've been there before. <laughs> Praise God. When Jesus went, I went. So you cannot punish a man for the same sin twice. The lawyers call it double jeopardy. Remember, if you, have, you know, double jeopardy? Yeah. Jesus has been punished. So if Jesus was punished for sins, it means I, was, I have been punished for my sins. Glory to God. Jesus was acquitted because he paid the price. I have been acquitted. I have paid the price. Hallelujah. Now I'm alive with God forever. Glory to God because of what Jesus has done. Praise God. So I can face demons knowing that I've been acquitted. I can pray to God knowing that I've been what? I've been acquitted. No more consciousness of sin. No more guilt. No more condemnation. Why? Because of what Jesus Christ has done. Glory to God. Glory to God. Let's go back. Ephesians 2. He said, But God who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. Oh, glory to God. You see, he said, even when we were dead in sins. Notice, he didn't say when we are dead. He said, when we were dead, past tense. Hallelujah. Say this with me. I am not dead in sins. I was dead in sins. He now says, even when we're dead in sins, had quickened us together with Christ. See that? Had quickened us together with Christ. He now says, by grace, ye are saved. And had raised us up together. And made us sit what? Notice. We died together. We were buried together. We went to hell together. We were raised up together. And we have been made to sit what? Together. Why? Because as he is, so are we in this world. Never look at yourself as separate from Christ. The moment you begin to look at yourself as separate from Christ, deception is going to enter. Glory to God. I said glory to God. 
Someone comes and says, you are generationally cursed. Is Christ generationally cursed? No. So how can what is not in Christ be in you? Don't give yourself names that Christ did not give you. Hallelujah. Do not give yourself names Christ did not give you. He said, and had raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that means when we say, Lord, you reign, it means we reign. Because Christ sitting on the throne means I'm sitting on the throne with him. Because we have been raised what? Together. Tell us have been raised together. Put your hands up like this and say, we are reigning now. It is us that is reigning. Ah, come on, say, Lada, it is us that is reigning. Just say, welcome to my reign. Say, welcome to my reign. Welcome to my reign. I'm reigning in Christ now. Hallelujah. If there is anything that you must use to describe the life of the Christian, it's the life of reigning. Look at Romans 5. Romans 5. We'll come back to Ephesians. Romans 5. Hey, he says, verse 17. He says, For if by one man's offense death reigned by one, he says, much more they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of what? Of the gift of what? Notice, he says, they which receive abundance of grace. Ah. Abundance of grace. The Greek word there is pluso. It talks, it's talking about something that is more than enough. They which receive abundance of grace. Then he now says, and of the gift of what? Righteousness. There are a lot of people that don't understand what righteousness means. Righteousness does not mean right doing. Righteousness does not mean right living. There is a difference between righteousness and right living. Right living is a product of your new nature in Christ. Right living is a product of spiritual maturity and growth. Spiritual growth and development. Bible says as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the world that he may what? Grow thereby. So your spiritual growth is tied to living right. But living right is not what makes you righteous. Righteousness is a gift. Is a what? Gift. Gift of righteousness. That word gift there is the real. And what it means is talking about something that is bestowed on you. You don't deserve it, but it is bestowed on you. Hallelujah. Gift of righteousness. The word righteousness means equity. What that means is righteousness is the ability to stand before God as an offspring. To stand before God as someone who is in the same class as him. Glory to God. To stand before God and not be using words like please. And not be using words like I am not worthy. Hallelujah. Why? Because what righteousness is, is God took you from an inferior place. Then brought you to his level. Hallelujah. And says talk to me like father to son. Hallelujah. That's righteousness. It is the ability to approach God without any sense of inferiority, without any sense of guilt or condemnation. Righteousness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Righteousness. Equity. Righteousness means that when you stand before the judge and he opens all of the rule book, he cannot find one thing you did wrong. Not because you didn't do anything wrong, hallelujah, but because somebody else, hallelujah, satisfied all the conditions, then put all the pass mark on you. That is righteousness. Now, righteousness is a gift. And for it to be a nature, God sends the spirit of righteousness into you the moment you got born again. Hallelujah. So you don't only have the gift of righteousness, which is the right and ability to stand before God without any sense of guilt and condemnation. You also have the what? The spirit of righteousness. Hallelujah. Which is the nature of God. Glory to God. So now, you not only have the gift of righteousness, you walk in righteousness. Hallelujah. So that means it is the reception of the gift of righteousness that leads to right living. Are you following? 
are you following? You see, that, that's very important because there are a lot of people that think that morality is what makes them acceptable before God. No, morality is man, man's definition of right and wrong. Man's definition of right and wrong. You, you understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? I'll give you an example. How many of you believe that polygamy is wrong? I mean, you believe polygamy is wrong? Man to marry one wife, right? Now, in some other society, they don't think anything is wrong with it. You understand? In fact, there is a society, a community in this country, that when you pay a visit to a man, one of the things he does is that he offers his wife, amen, as an entertainment to the man that visited. And if the man doesn't sleep with the wife, he will take it personal. That you have disrespected him. So in their culture... Morality does not extend to sleeping with someone. Are you following? So morality is actually man's invention. That is why you cannot stand before God and be claiming righteousness based on morality. Because when you stand before God, all of the standards that men have set on morality falls on his face. Because to men, adultery is when you sleep with another man's wife. To God, adultery is when you imagine it in your heart. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. To men, mother is when you take a sword and cut off someone's head. To God, when you hate somebody and begin to wish that person evil, you have killed him. Praise God. You know that your friend, that both of you were friends, you were friends, and you were walking and walking and walking. All of a sudden, this your friend, one nice Ikena showed up. Hallelujah. I said, baby, sweet, come here. Marisa, Ikena is loaded. He has uh, Rolls Royce. He has uh, Prado. He has all the... Then this is your friend. You and your friend were trekking before. And this Ikena just, boom, Prado. Boom, Rolls Royce. And your friend is now looking at, uh, you, know, you know, driving. At first, you were happy for your friend. Praise God. Because if God does it for your friend, that means God is in the neighborhood. Hallelujah. So that's how he was. So you were happy at first. Glory. Then all of a sudden, your friend began to make certain statements. Like, ah, this life of poverty, ah, I just feel for these people that don't have. Then you now begin again, it's me she's talking about. Oh. Then all of a sudden, you will begin to wish that something will happen to teach this friend a lesson. Maybe the husband should die or he should get a second wife. So when you hear something bad, you know, say, ah, you know, after, ah, ah, after that, you see? Praise God. You are wishing evil on them. You are a murderer in the eyes of God. In the eyes of men, you are a good friend. So morality, amen, can never be a measure of righteousness. Listen, righteousness was so expensive, God made it free. He had to be a gift for you to qualify to get it. Hallelujah. It had to be free. Because if you it, it was ever dependent on what you could do, listen, the, the, the righteousness of men can never attain the righteousness of God. Never. Never. Listen, you know those Buddhist monks that are locked up in a mountain and are meditating? Listen, no matter they meditate and do umuna, 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 umuna for morning to night and they don't eat, they don't marry. Listen, they are still not going to be righteous before God. The righteousness of God is not worked for. It is received. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. So the man that has believed in Jesus has equity with God. He has equality. Now, when we're talking about equality, we're not saying me and God are made to. No. We are talking about in the ability, in rights and privileges. Glory to Jesus. The Bible calls us joint heirs with Christ. I'm not you remember that. Romans chapter 8, 16, 17. It calls us joint heirs. He said we are joint heirs with Christ. Now, do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? Let me tell you. There is a difference between a joint heir and a co-heir. Praise God. A joint heir and a co-heir. So have you heard people say, I'm a co-founder in this business? You know what that co-founder means? It means that they have shared equity in the business. So for example, if they wanted to withdraw money, you understand, for something, or they wanted to sell the business, they would get... You know, based on their equity. So, for example, one co-founder, a co-founder can have thirty percent, another person can have thirty percent. It means that there is a you understand there's percentages involved. 
So, for example, in co-found, in, in, in co-airship, co I can own 80% and you can own 20%. It's not equal. You understand that? No, that's not what it means to be a joint heir. In a joint heirship, what that means is that both of us own this thing together 100%. Without me, you can't do anything. Without you, I cannot do anything. Are you following? You must understand how powerful you are in this scheme of things. Okay? What joint heirship means is, for example, if Jesus wants to get something done, without you, he can't get it done. Ah. Praise God. Okay, I'll give you an example. Preaching the gospel. Why is Jesus not here preaching? Amen. Does Jesus want the whole world to hear the gospel? Yes. But why is he not here preaching? How is he getting the gospel to get to the whole world? It's not true us. Which means, therefore, that what Jesus is able to do is dependent on what we are willing to do. Because we are what? Joint heirs. There are a lot of sick people in the world. Jesus wants all of them healed. Yet, they cannot be healed without us. Praise God. Because we are joint heirs. There are a lot of poor people in the world. A lot of people that are not eating. No, you see a lot of poverty in the land and people will now say, Where is God? Where is God? I hear people say that. Why is there much suffering in the world? Why is there so much lack in the world? They don't know that that cry, Where is God? Is actually a cry for the joint heirs of Christ. Because the degree to which the love of God will be spread abroad this earth is the degree to which we, the joint heirs, permit it. We are the limitation of God. God is not the limitation. We are the ones. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Look at neighbor and say, don't, don't lift up to God what he has left up to you. Yeah. Joint heirs. Joint heirs. That's how I know I'm saved forever because I know Jesus is in heaven. When I leave this earth, hallelujah, I'm going to meet him. He's not in hell. He was there. Hallelujah. When he was there, I was there. Praise God. So I have no fear of hell in my bones. We don't say prayers like, Father, when you come to collect your people, remember me, O Lord. Make me worthy of hell. We don't say stupid prayers like that. It's a stupid prayer. Praise God. It's a waste of, of oxygen and air. What are you saying? I am, the Bible says you are joined, except you are not born again. If you are born again, you are in Christ. There's no hell in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's no hell in Christ. All that's in Christ is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom of God. So when I live here, I'm going there. And guess what? I'm going there because I have heaven. I have there here already. Because I am the temple of the living God. I am God's embassy. Hallelujah. If anyone wants to experience God, they don't need to go to heaven. They need to come to me. Praise the Lord. Say that with me. I'm God's address. Louder, I'm God's address. I'm God's dwelling place. Come on, say, I'm God's dwelling place. I'm God's dwelling place. Yes. God's dwelling place. If you have that understanding, in fact, it will, it will, be solve, it will solve the same problem. Praise God. You are, you're dealing, you are struggling with smoking, just try it. You want to smoke, just take a cigarette. And just say, Lord Jesus, do you want to take a puff? You understand? You cannot say that, can you? If you have the consciousness that Jesus was there with you, watching you, is living inside you, your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, your body does not belong to you, your bo body actually was bought with a price. Hallelujah. Now, because your body was bought with a price, two things are involved. Look at him and say, two things are involved. The first thing is this, that you cannot use your body for anything. Anything you use your body for must be in accordance, hallelujah, with the principles and the practices of the owner of the body. Who is the owner of the body? Jesus. He paid with his blood. Your body belongs to him. Praise the Lord. That's number one. That's the first thing involved. The second thing involved is that devils and Sickness and disease has no place in your body. You know why? Your body has been what? Bought with a price. Praise God. So whenever you smell any kind of sickness, you should rise up in faith and say, No! This body does not belong to sickness. This body belongs to Jesus. Get out! Praise God. You're pregnant with a baby. Then you see blood. Oh, it's a miscarriage. You said, No! This body cannot miscarry. This body belongs to Jesus. Satan, 
get out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Yeah. You check your bank account. No money is there. Joint heir of Christ. Poor. Doesn't make any sense. I'm the king's kid. Hallelujah. I'm the king's kid. With all the heavenly resources I have. No, sir. No. No, a thousand times no. Glory to God. The Bible says that whatsoever I do, it prospers. Praise God. I am blessing the city. I am blessing the village. You understand that? That's who I am. Hallelujah. So you have to have a consciousness of your identity. You are one with Christ. Say that with me. I am one with Christ. Lord, I am one with Christ. I am one with Christ. Now I want to show you something about authority because we are going to, uh, you know, we, are, we have been using our authority. Then I will later now show you how to release the ability of the angelic force or the angelic forces when you pray. Hallelujah. Shall I give you this? Shall I give you this? All right. There are more angels present here than human beings here. It, it's normal. It always happens in every service. Every service. There are always more here. All right. And usually, how we are able to participate with them is a function of, you know, spiritual activities, prayer, worship, all right, faith feed words, obedience to instructions. Hallelujah. All right. So you must understand that you, as a Christian, you have not just come to a human community, you have come to a heavenly community. In Hebrews chapter 12, verse 25, it says, But ye are come to what? Zion, the city of the world, living God. All right. The heavenly what? The heavenly what? Jerusalem, unto an innumerable company of angels, and unto the spirits of just men made what? Perfect. Spirits of just men made perfect, then innumerable company of angels, battalions of angels. So you are not disadvantaged. Glory to God. I said, you are not disadvantaged. You are saying, oh, COVID, economy. Let me tell you something. What, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Sometimes, it's, sometimes eh, it's not good to listen to too much news. Amen? Some of you are always checking that COVID number. Ah! 1,000 were infected! 500 died! You are, that's your meditation. You want to just know. You must know. You are there. Then as soon as you're afraid. Now you too, you're afraid that COVID you can't. You know, I, I had COVID. Some of you don't know. I, I actually caught COVID. I caught it around January. I caught it. You understand? And I killed it. And I didn't take any medication. I didn't go to any hospital. I killed it with tongues and watermelon. Yes. Honest, I'm serious. Tongues and watermelon. And I killed, I did my job every single tongues and watermelon. Just kept talking in tongues, resting, taking some nice watermelon juice, you know, just Water, um, um, oranges and all just rested, you know. And we flushed it in our praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I preach and all. Glory to God. You know, and it didn't affect me. I laid down some people. People, In fact, during the time when I was not feeling okay, some people called, I am positive. I prayed for them. They got healed. Glory to Jesus. Then someone has walked now and said, you had COVID. What did you do? Because she found that she knew someone that died. I said, what did you do? What did you take? I said, I took nothing. Are you serious? Then she called again. Are you sure you took nothing? Said, I took nothing because everybody else that had it were admitted to the hospital. They were shivering and people were like, oh, they would die. I was like, no. Glory to God. I got another life in me. Praise God. The life of God is at work in me. Say this with me. The life of God is at work in me. Praise God. I said, praise God. Amen. Amen. So you must understand it. Listen. Christianity is only going to be as real as you believe. The degree to which you would see the manifestation of the truths of Scripture is the, the degree of your faith. Amen. The degree of your faith. The degree of your faith. So what do you believe? Do you believe you are joined with Christ? If you, are, if you believe you are joined with Christ, then you will find out that your language will change. Your response to situation will change. Your perspective concerning issues will change. 
Glory to Jesus. I said glory to Jesus. It will change. Glory to God. You only think one way, victory. Amen. Tell that with me. I only think one way. Victory. It is not over until I win. Hallelujah. Righteousness should affect your consciousness. It should affect your thinking. Amen. Even if it doesn't look like it, I have won. Praise the Lord. I have won. I have won. I said, I have won. Praise God. You have that mindset. And let me show you something. Turn your Bible to the book of Matthew. Let me just show you some things about authority. What does authority mean? Matthew 16 and 17. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God. Matthew 16 and 17. What they said people in your family cannot do, you will do it too. Praise the Lord. I said, you will what? You will do it. You will what? Amen. Do you know why? Because your genealogy is in three words. First John 4 and verse 4. Ye are of what? God. That, is, that means that, you know, where they are saying, you see, his name is Ogedegbe, the son of um, uh, Arogundade, the son of um, this thing, the son of that, that is his lineage by blood. Your own lineage by blood is ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them. For what? Greater is he that is in you than what? He that is in the world. Ye are of God, little children. Yeah, so that means if you have God, then you need to examine. So if I'm God, what is it like in my genealogy? What are they like in my family? Amen. Amen. So instead of saying, oh, what are they in my family? Well, you see, um, I have a senior brother that um, this, I have. No, 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 no. That's not your family. That's your natural family. Praise God. The moment you got born again, your supernatural family superimposed your natural family. Are you following what I'm saying? The lesser is blessed of the greater. The greater is your supernatural life. Praise the Lord. I said praise the Lord. That's your supernatural life. In this family, we part the Red Sea. Glory to God. In this family, we walk on the Jordan. Hallelujah. In this family, we multiply bread. In this family, we have, I mean, because why? I mean, Papa God is our father. Amen. Amen. So there's no limitation in this family. We don't think limitation. That's why when you think at the frequency of your father, many people will call you crazy. They will call you mad. Because they'll say, oh, what are you talking about? How? 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 What, 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 what do you mean? <laughs> First, they will laugh at you. Second, they will criticize you. Third, they will rejoice with you. Fourth, they will say, how did you do it? So the last stage is that you will disciple them. Praise the Lord. So if you don't start speaking words that makes men laugh at you, you've not started. Imagine what it was like when Abraham... All right, was calling Sarah, 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 mother of many, when they didn't have a child. Do you know how stupid that is? Do you know how stupid? It's like, it's like this. It's like, uh, let's say, this gentleman here comes in with a Passat, 1996 model. You know how those Passat used to look, 1996 model. Then, then um, um, uh, God tells him, go and remove the Passat, that name Passat at the back, then go and put Rolls Royce. Do you understand? So, you, you, you know, so as the body is passat, but you look at the, you say, is ah, Rolls Royce? I that. You know, I say, brother, come. You know, there are certain things of people do, you want to advise them. You understand? You understand what I'm saying? You want to advise because it's like, it's like you are getting mental. So let us. <laughs> That's what God told Sarah and Abraham to do. He's saying, Sarah, don't name yourself according to your condition. I'll give you a name according to my purpose and according to what I see. 
glory to God. Oh, is that? Mother of many. Abraham means father of many nations. And for many years, Abraham, Sarah, Abraham, a guy will say, <laughs> they started again. They are getting Senai. They are becoming Yes, sir. They're becoming Senai. You know? Don't worry, it's our president. Hallelujah. Wow. Amen. Let's leave that side. Glory to God. Let's leave all those things away. Now, where was I? Uncle Joe. All right. Now, God called him Abraham when he didn't have a child. And many a times, that's what faith is. Faith, many a times, God will be leading you to speak concerning yourself when there is no clear manifestation. So when you are still struggling with that addiction, he will say, call yourself the righteousness of God. When you are still making the wrong decisions, call yourself the righteousness of God. Because the only hope of manifestation is to call yourself what he has called you. For if Abraham said, until I see Isaac, I am Abraham, he will never see Isaac. Faith calls those things that be not as though they were, they were. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. That's it. That's faith. That's a faith life. So you wake up in the morning and say, oh, I'm a man of God with power. I'm a woman of God with power. When I speak, the earth shakes. When I speak, devils tremble. So you sing songs like, instead of singing, demons tremble at your presence. What a mighty God we serve. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything written about you is great, right? Nice song, awesome song, wonderful song. Yeah, we can sing it to God. It's good. Amen. But that doesn't do good for me, you know, because you see, God is not going to do anything about the devils. He has said that in his word. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. There's no place in the New Testament God casts out devils for you. No. The responsibility to cast out devils is man. Hallelujah. Mark 16, 17. These signs shall follow them that live. They shall what? Cast out devils. First Peter 5, 8. Resist the devil and he shall what? So, you know, First Peter 5, 8. It says, who you should steadfastly resist in faith. James 4, verse 7. Resist the devil and he won't flee from you. So, listen, resisting and handling the devil is man's responsibility. So I'll sing this song this way. Demons tremble at my presence. What a mighty God you are. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Everything written about me is great. Why? Well, the Pauline epistles are written about who? Me. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Who is that written to? It's written to me. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In whom you have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. is written what? To me. So when I stand before devils, I already know they are trembling. Instead of standing before devils and I'm trembling. I was listening to this story. I don't know whether you must have heard this all over the internet. Great man of God. I respect him and honor him. This man of God was talking about how that um, um, while he was not very prayerful, he, there was this demon-possessed girl in, in church. So one day, he walked up to the demon-possessed girl. You know, I think he wanted to cast her out. So the, the girl uh, was saying, he should come. You understand? It was, he should come closer. He should come closer. You know, and that if she came closer, she was going to beat him up. And things like that. I would beat him up and stuff like that. And he sounded very, very nice. Then um, he now said that when he called the pastor's wife, the pastor's wife came and... And the moment the, 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 the demon possessed saw the pastor's wife, the, the demon possessed person went to hide. Right? And he now asked the pastor's wife, why is it that she told me to come? But she is hiding from you. And the pastor's wife said, oh, there are ashes on your altar. That, oh, and stuff like that. But you see, that's a good story, right? It's a good story to tell us to pray. Is that correct? Come on, right? But there was something that bothered me. I heard the story. And I never, it never left me. I said, hold on, wait. So the brother had ashes in his altar, so that means he didn't have fire. So that's why the demon, the demon possessed person, all right, was telling him to come, right? Then the, the fellow that had fire, that the, the, the girl ran away to one corner, all right. But I was like, well, hold on, the demon didn't leave. Praise the Lord. The demon didn't leave the girl. So I don't understand that. 
are, are you following what I'm saying? Because this, this, this stuff is, it ain't about people going to hide in the corner when I enter the room. No. The demon has to leave the gear. So it means that pastor's wife and the junior pastor, both of them, did not have what they needed to have. Are you following what I'm saying? Why? Because if they understood authority, which I want to share with you now, what are they doing, doing commentary on demons? He ran from you, he's moving close to you. No. Praise the Lord. You cast that devil out. Now, oh boy. Let me tell you something. How many of you have ever cast out the devil out before? Let me tell you, you cast out the devil out. Eh? And let me tell you something about devils. <laughs> devils like drama. Amen. They like what? They like drama. So most times, when you want to cast out a devil, you will see a lot of drama. Sometimes, I will not come out! All those kind of stuff. Number one, don't, uh, don't, get, don't like demons talking. I, I see some folks, some pastors like that stuff. There. What is your name? How many are you? Where did you come from? How do you enter him? How do you enter? You understand? Where was your lineage? And, and, and I'm like, what are you doing? He's a devil. Devils lie. Praise the Lord. We don't, listen, in the church of Jesus Christ, we don't, we don't come to sit down at the feet of devils to lecture us. So what is the question about? Your own is to, see, Jesus never permitted devils to speak. In our meetings, my meetings, I don't let them speak. I don't. The moment I shut up, get out. Get out. Because they know the different people that they can be trying. Who are you? And the thing is, sometimes people are carnal. They like the sensationalism. You understand? Oh, I came in through an attachment. Then everybody just said, hey! Hey! Jesus! Before you know, people will be removing the attachment. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Oh my God. There was a service. Oh, ignorance is very bad. Ah, ignorance is very, very bad. Very, very bad. Ah, God. Ha! Ah. Do like this. I refuse to be stupid. <laughs> ah, refuse it. Jesus. So, <laughs> dear Lord. There was a service. Hmm? So they were casting out. They were doing a deliverance or stuff like that. One of these is we're going to talk about that deliverance business. How many of you want us to teach? We'll talk about that deliverance business. All right, so I'll show you. All right, yes, they're, they're casting out devils, but you, we have to talk about that. Because most of the time, some of the times, that doctrine, okay, is dangerous. And there are times where, yes, you need to cast out devils from, from people, and from, you know, things, you know, demonic spirit. But you see, a devil is not suspected. A devil is discerned. Are you following? A devil is not what? Suspected. A devil is what? Discerned. Discerned. Say, demon of poverty is pushing someone. This person is lazy. Do you understand? They say there's demon of poverty in the country. Hallelujah. I say, hallelujah. Praise God. So in Nigeria, because we have a president that may not know a lot of economics, praise God. All right, you know, praise God, love him, pray for him, but he <laughs> doesn't need love economics, so <laughs> praise the Lord. Our president believes that just block the borders, economy booms. <laughs> yes, that's, that's our president. Praise the Lord. Oh, glory to God. Ah, don't let me start on that guy. But in that same Nigeria, if you pray without saying you are generationally cursed, you can receive angelic assistance. You understand? And people will favor you in that recession. So everything is not demon. But you see, when a demon is operated in your operation, you will discern it. Praise the Lord. Because if not, you will find that you begin to fight invisible enemies. Do you know what it means? Think about it. Imagine fighting, you, you enter a ring, you are in a boxing match, then you now begin to box with all your energy, and there's nobody there. Then you now finish, and you now say, I've won. Give me belt. I've won. But there was nobody. You didn't have any adversary inside there. That's how many of us are. We have boxing the wind. Glory to Jesus. I'm telling you a story. There's a little different service. So they were there. 
and they were praying and praying. So the lady began to manifest. Then I asked, you know, this normal interview of demons. What are you? I am, I am Grababa. Where you came from? The marine. Uh, how did you enter? But they said this was the air, the attachment. I will not come out until the air is gone. The air is my property. Nobody had any sense to think that, okay, the air is the property of the marine spirit. Abby. Do they have factory under the water? Wait. Is it, where, uh, uh, where, where did you want someone ask, where did you buy it from? And sometimes they will say, ah, I bought it from this. So there's actually an actual factory. So if it's mine, what are you people talking about? And they actually sat down and they were, listen to me, sons of God, joint heirs with Christ, that are seated far above principalities and powers, sat down and began to be hairdressers. And they were, they were loosening the girl's hair. Demons are like that. They are arrogant. They want to say, yes, they did my bidding. No, never allow it. Never negotiate with devils. Praise the Lord. You must never negotiate in your finances, in your marriage. Never negotiate with devils. It's out one way. Authority is with one person. And that's you. Look at Matthew 16. Let's look at 16 and 17. Praise the Lord. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. Next verse. Alright. What does he say? And I say also unto you, uh-huh, next verse, 18. Thou art what? Uh-huh. Notice, hold on, he says, and thou art Peter, upon this rock I will what? He says, thou art Peter, upon this what? Rock, I will build my what? My church, and what? The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Now, let me show you something here. Now, how many of you were previously Catholics or you, were, you went to Catholic church at some point? How many of you went to Catholic church at some point? You went to Catholic church, right? Now, in the Catholic church, they will tell you this, that this is why Peter was the first pope, right? Right? All right. Now, it's because of a misunderstanding of this verse. He said, and I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter. Right? He now says, and upon this, and upon this, upon this rock, I will what? And the gates of hell shall not what? Now, you see, that word Peter in the Greek is the word Petros. P-E-T-R-O-S. What does Petros mean? Petros means a small stone. A small stone. Like, like a block. Now, guys, you know, if you're building a house, you have different stones of different sizes, right? Right? All right. So Jesus said, now thou, he said, thou art Peter, talking to Peter, thou art a rock. Thou art a small rock, a small stone. And now goes on to now says, and upon this rock, the word used for rock here, that second one, and upon this rock is the Greek word Petra. Petra is a big stone. Like the stone you will use for the foundation of a big house back then. Because then they didn't, they didn't build foundations like we do now. What they did was they would get a big stone, then build upon that stone. Are you following? So that, and upon this rock, that, this rock is Petra. Big stone. So it says, upon this rock I will build my church. So what was he saying? Hallelujah. What was he saying? What rock was he talking about? Back up, all right, to 14. Now, uh -huh. And they said, some say, because Jesus first asked, who do you say that I am? Praise the Lord. Who do you say that I am? I was asking the question, who do you say that I am? And they, said, and they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist. Some, Elias, Elias there is Elijah, and others, Jeremiah. Jeremiah is Jeremiah. All right? Or one of the prophets. Now, 15. He says what? He said unto them, but who... Say ye that I am. What is he trying to tell them? He's saying, what you call me will determine who I am to you. Praise the Lord. All right? What you call me will determine whether you are a part of the church or you are not a part of the church. Now, next verse. He now says, And Simon Peter 
answered and said, Thou art what? The Christ, the Son of what? The living God. So that means that's a revelation. Correct? Correct? Now, in the next verse, it now says, And Jesus answered to him, Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but by my Father, which, is, which means that there was no way you would know this by intellect. This was by the Spirit of God. Are you following? Now, in the next verse, it now says, All right, and I say unto thee, Thou art Peter, and upon this rock, what was the rock? The rock of saying that Jesus is the Christ, the what? The Son of the living God. So that means the church will be built on that revelation. Praise God. Now, that's the way I'm going. I'm going to that word, church. Church. When we hear church, what does church mean? What does that word church mean? <laughs> I think there was a young dude in social media. Yeah, be careful of following online features. You know, sometimes I, I, I always say this, that be careful of any kind of religious group that just, you know, springs up. Just say, oh, let's all come and share the word of God together. What is the name of the church? No, no church. We, we, are, we, are, we are believers without walls. Whenever we start saying that one, something is up. <laughs> something is up. Praise God. You, I mean, just from experience, something is up. Because usually the person that is doing the gathering usually does not have an accountability system. There's no one that's like, oh, what's going on there? What are you doing? You know, I've seen cases where people organize such group and in the end, they would introduce the members of the group to one investment nonsense that would be a scam. All right. Or in the end, they're not beginning to sleep with the sisters in the group. Praise God. Praise God. You know, men of God are talking about, oh, I'm in my hotel room. Just come and say hello. A sister can say hello to you. Hotel room. What are you doing there? Say, no, no, no. The Holy Ghost is here. Someone was saying, no, it cannot happen. Oh, the Holy Ghost. I said, you are a corruption. You are a corrupt person. Oh, so Holy Ghost is one in your blood. Abby. The same Holy Ghost that said, flee all appearances of what? Of evil. It's one that is, the same Holy Spirit is inspiring you to get, the God, get up to your so you have to be careful of stuff like that because sometimes the, the spirit behind it is usually rebellious and all. Now, what does church? The word church here is from the word ecclesia. Now, now we give you the history of it. How many of you know that the Bible was not written in English originally? How many of you know that? How many of you know that? Okay, good. So what you have in your hands are translations of the Bible. It's like Samuel Ajayi Grada, I was reading, reading, reading this book. I like reading, all right? If you know me well, you know I like reading. I was reading this book, um, Formation of Nigeria, by this guy, some Nigerian guys. One of the best books I've ever written on Nigerian history. So fantastic. I mean, I was reading, I was like, oh my God, this is what my soul dot starts for. Oh Lord, I give you praise. <laughs> because I've been looking for some of the information I found in that book. You understand? So Samuel Ajayi Grada actually translated the King James Bible into Yoruba. Are you following? So you know that when in, in the translation, the Bible was not originally written in Yoruba. It was originally written in Greek, which was not, um, Greek and Hebrew. Then it was now translated to what? To Latin. Then from Latin to what? To English. Then from English to what? To Yoruba. Are you following? So sometimes if you want to understand, you, get, you need to go to the first language that was used to communicate. So do you know what? The word ecclesia, which is church, all right, it's a Greek word. And this was the idea of the Ecclesia. All right? In the Greek society, how many of you have watched 300? 300. Wait, wait, let's check. Let's look at people that are going to lie. How many of you have watched 300? Let's see. Okay, what of the rise and fall of the empire? Is it fall of the empire? The follow-up of Australia? You read it? Watch it? Okay, I remember I watched anything basically Greek society, Leonidas, Antipata, all those people. You've watched it. Okay, good. Now, in the Greek society, the philosophy of the Greek at the beginning was that any decision that was going to be made had to be made by a collective. You understand? So it had to be made by a collective. That means that a king cannot just wake up and say, we are going to war. No. What happened was you had to consult with the community. All right, so you have to consult with them, okay, and all right, then they will discuss and they will debate, then a decision will be taken. So it was now based on that decision that was taken that the king could do anything. If they did not make that decision, if they didn't vote in favor of that thing, 
the king was on his own. He couldn't do anything. So, that select they, they had, because, you know, obviously, you couldn't call, if you had two million people in a nation, you couldn't call two million people to come and be debating. You understand? So, what happened was, they began to call, you know, young men that had reached the age of going to war from age C. All right? They would come and represent their families. And they would come and form a quorum. That quorum where you had people, young men called out of their family to come and form a quorum where decisions were being made is called the ecclesia. Do you understand? Do you understand? So, when they wanted to decide something, they would call, you understand, the young men of war going there because they were the ones that would go to the war. They will call all of them together and they will bring them together and they will discuss and decide, okay, we are going. That's why if you watch 300, I don't know if you know, if you watch 300, you will notice that the reason why King Leonidas went to war with the 300 was because the council did not vote that they should go to war with the king of Persia. I don't know if you, what you understand. So he said, you won't go, okay, I will go with my men. And it was after they killed, they went and they killed all of them. They now said, oh, look at such great heroics. Then they also said that they voted. Then all the Greek kingdoms, Sparta and uh, Athens, now came together and said, we will fight. Are you following? So the ecclesia is actually a what? A legal apparatus. The ecclesia, the church, they are the ones who will say, we agree or we don't agree. We allow or we don't allow. So the ecclesia is the most powerful agency in any society. Because they are the gatekeepers. They are the ones that will allow something to happen or not allow it to happen. Are you, are you following what we are saying here? So when Jesus said, upon this rock I will build my ecclesia, he's saying upon the revelation of who I am, I will build what? My legalizing apparatus. The church is not just a garden of people who come to sleep, then clap and sing hallelujah. No, sir. The church is a partner, a partner with God on earth. We are the ones that allow God's plans and disallow the devil's plans. That's why, look at what Jesus says next. 19. Pay attention. Listen, read. And I will what? The keys of the kingdom of what? Now, read the next verse. It says what? And whatsoever thou shalt what? Bind on earth shall be bound where? And whatsoever thou shalt what? Shall be loose where? Other translations will read. Whatsoever you what? Disallow on earth. Is disallowed in heaven. Whatsoever you allow on earth is what? Allowed in heaven. Now notice something. Where is the initial binding? Is it on earth or in heaven? On earth. Because where is the ecclesia? On earth. Which means it, the apparatus, the legalizing apparatus of the kingdom of heaven is where? On earth. Praise God. Praise God. From this, you can see, whatever is manifesting in your life, either by ignorance or by laziness, you are allowing it. Whatever is manifesting in your life that is good, <laughs> you are allowing it. So, when a man rises up in prayer, in the name of Jesus, he is either allowing or not allowing. Praise the Lord. When a man refuses to rise up in prayer, by laziness, he has allowed. Praise God. Listen. Authority has been given to you and has been given to me. Whether you use it or you don't use it makes no difference. If you use it, you keep the devil at bay. If you don't use authority, you have used it. The only difference is, you're not using it means that you have used the authority to allow what you shouldn't allow. Praise God. Who does, has he given the keys of the kingdom? To the church. 
You are more powerful than you look. The problem is you just don't know it. Because if you knew it, you will use it every single time. Praise God. Praise God. You got a business contract. Amen. All of you. And you want it. You say, I want that contract. Because I want, to, I want to be a financial pillar in the kingdom of God. Fine. Go and pray. Praise the Lord. Go and pray and use that scripture. Whatsoever I allow is allowed. Whatsoever I don't allow is not allowed. So in the name of Jesus, I declare. Praise God. In the name of Jesus, I declare. Some nonsense is going on in your family. Praise God. Somebody's bad. You, don't, you know, you see, there is a difference between praying and praying with revelation. They are not the same. Praise God. Praise God. How many of you have actually been in a room when, you know, Nepal took light? How many of you have been in a room when Nepal took light? How many of you have walked through your room or your house, pitch black, no light? Was it easy? Some of you did, you walked through by memory, right? But as you walk through, sometimes you bump into something. Is that correct? Why? Because there's no light. Praise God. Now sometimes, some of us come and hear, the name of Jesus, just mention that name, it will solve all problem. I just mentioned the name Abi. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You know, like many of us do, you know, something bad is about to happen. Jesus, Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. You know, you know. <laughs> but you're not praying with revelation. Walking through the house when there is darkness and walking through the, light, the house when there is light is a different experience. The same way, praying with revelation and understanding of what you're doing and praying without it is a different experience. When you pray with light, you know that because I have said this in prayer, this has happened. I don't have to see anything because I said it. It has happened. Why? Because the word said, whatsoever I allow on earth is allowed in heaven. Whatsoever I disallow on earth is disallowed where? In heaven. I've disallowed it. I have disallowed it. Nobody is dying young in this place in the name of Jesus. I have disallowed it. Nobody is dying of COVID in the mind. You understand? I have disallowed it. It will not happen. Anywhere. On our, you understand? You are talking that way. Praise God. Praise God. And as you declare those words in faith, you will see the manifestation of that which you have declared. Hallelujah. Praise God. So listen. You have authority in the name of Jesus. The description of your identity, all right, is linked to the person of Jesus. All right, every single thing that Jesus accomplished, you accomplished in him. Everything that Jesus is, you are in him right now. So stop allowing things that should not be allowed in your life. Stop allowing condemnation. Stop allowing guilt. Praise God. Stop allowing depression. Hallelujah. Stop allowing, you know, bad dreams, attacks in your dreams. Stop allowing stuff like that. Praise God. I said, praise God. Stop allowing the devil to interfere in your marriage. Praise the Lord. Oh, every single time your husband are fighting, you're always fighting, and you are always threatening divorce. I will leave this marriage for you. I will walk out. I'm going. Go now. You go. But you see, you didn't miss, you miss an opportunity. Oh, let me, just, let me round up with this. You know, ah, praise God. When I got married, eh? my wife and I, we had some small, you know now, just got married, you had some small skirmishes. You know, you have fights. You know, have those fights, I mean, to make you wonder, did I make the right choice? You know, the devil is the one that used to do that. What will happen is this, eh? Small thing will happen. The devil will now come and blow it out of proportion. Blow it! We blow it. We paint pictures for you. See? Can you imagine? It's not the one. You made a mistake. You blow it, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> they now begin to paint pictures of divorce. What, what, what does she mean? I, you know, what does she mean? Who is she? I mean, you know what? What do you mean? Ah, what's all that? Is the devil that is playing ten ten with your brain? Ten ten, ten ten, ten ten, ten. To went. If that tell you that there's somebody outside there that is better for you. Hmm. You go out, you see, same thing. They knock, you understand? Listen, always understand, all right, that the devil and the flesh, they are Siamese twins. They always want the same thing. Always. Always want the same thing. 
It's like a man or a woman who is married, who is always tempted to cheat on their spouse. Always tempted to cheat. You understand? Always tempted. You know, you, you just want to just, you know, before, before you know it, conversation is going, is the devil that is playing with you, the devil in your flesh. There is nothing there. My daddy always told me something. He said, son, you know, my daddy had a very funny way of teaching me sex education. Without saying he was teaching me sex education. He was washing one day. Then he carried bubbles. You know bubbles that form when foam, you understand? He said, son, this is lost. Are you seeing it? He said, yeah, try to grab it. Try to grab it, obviously. The thing disintegrated. He said, that's a loss. It's always painted as shiny and glittery. But when you go to grab it, nothing. Hallelujah. Nothing. So there's nothing in all of those things. It's just a deception of the devil. Praise God. Deception. There's nothing there. There is nothing there. Nothing whatsoever. So rise up as the child of God that you are and refuse to allow rubbish in your space. Don't be a baby Christian. You, need, you have been a baby for too long. Right now, you need to rise up. I'm a son of God, a child of God. No more nonsense in my space. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? No more. You're always fighting. We are not fighting again. We are no more fighting. We have conversation. We resolve. We are not fighting anymore. Whenever you know something happened, then you know you are the okay. No, you are stupid. You saw no face something. You are mad. I will kill something. Look, eh? It is me that will kill you. It is me that will poison you. So <laughs> whenever you just shut up. Quiet. Your fight of it at that moment is to shut up. Then you come back. I love you, babe. Then you go and lock yourself in your room. The fight of it. As you go on like that, what's going to be looking at? Something has happened to this woman. At first, you think maybe, hmm, she was on the surface. Now she has gone underground. She wants to kill me. <laughs> she wants to kill me. So let me go and, ah, she wants to kill me. So it will begin to, because, especially you were very loud before, you'll now be checking your food. Ha! Ah! You serve food. You will now wait for you to taste first. Or you can say, honey, come and taste. <laughs> later, we now find out that you have simply grown up. Praise the Lord. Grown up. Glory to God. You've grown up. Grow up. Stop taking rubbish from the devil. When the devil wants to deliver something to you, listen, the devil is like a, a delivery man. He wants to deliver depression. You have to accept the delivery. He can't force it down your throat. You can accept it or say, I'm not doing it. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Or you walked away from an ex. Then all of a sudden, they will now bring up that ex to your face again. No, I'm not going back to my vomit. Praise God. You have to take authority over your space. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you ready to do this? Let's rise up for now. You have just listened to a message by Rev. Dr. Femi Olalea of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikeacc.org. Remain blessed.